and we're live on book chat live this evening afternoon morning depending on where you are in the world so welcome to the show nicole thank you thank you for having me i'm excited to talk about books yes <laughs> so let's for a few seconds and well maybe a minute before the advertisers start the show how did you end up becoming such a lover of books and writing your own book i'm an only child oh. <laughs> do i need to say anything more <laughs> i'm an only child i was born in a very small village um, we moved to toronto when i was six but i learned to read pretty early <laughs> to amuse myself um, and I just, I loved reading. My my mom and my dad are both avid readers, so it was just part of our culture to to do that. Okay, shall we yeah. go on to the first book? Talk about the first book. All right. The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. So, why did you pick this book? Oh, this one was a life changer for me. It was uh, a book that I read when I was in my early 20s. And it opened me up to this whole new world of like spiritual connection with people. Um, the thing that that really popped out the most in this was the idea of coincidences not being coincidences that they were really synchronicities, that we were meant to meet these people and have a certain kind of conversation that would take us along our journey. And um, uh, it, it was just life-changing. It, it made me open up my mind to a completely different world. Okay. So this is, um, would, what, how would you describe this book then? Is this kind of, it sounds a little bit woo-woo to use a technical It is. Expression. It is um, a little bit woo-woo. <laughs> it is, um, it's a parable and yeah. it, uh, it's quite a, it's an adventure journey too though so there's it's interesting you know you want to know what's going to happen with the characters yeah so well written it was you can tell he was really inspired when he was writing it and um the, the whole there's a whole series of books afterwards that follow yeah. but that one was the one that really hit me most um and opened up everything so yeah, it's it's more of like for people who enjoy a spiritual journey but still want a journey. They still want a story to it. Okay, so is it is it fiction or non-fiction? Yeah, it's fiction. It's fiction. fiction. Oh, yeah. okay. But it, the power—it's like a parable. You know, you were saying yeah. it. So, yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's interesting. Should mm -hmm. we go to the next book? The Lost Wife by Alison Richman. Is it Richman? Richman, yeah, she oh, so fantastic. I love historical fiction. Yeah. <laughs> and I go through these waves of um, being really attracted to certain eras. This one is set in World War II. And um, it's, I think it's the fact that it's coupled with World War II. And my favorite place in, on the planet oh. is Prague. And it's yeah. set in Prague. So um, I could picture myself in the story, and it's it's such a lovely story that you're not sure what how it's going to unravel. You actually start at the begin at the end of the story, oh, okay. and then it, it brings you to show you how the characters got there. So it's about a, a husband and wife who are Jewish, and they're separated uh, at the beginning of the Nazis coming into Prague, yeah. and um, they think that the other one's dead. 
So they move on with their life after the war, have their own families, and then they end up meeting up again when their grandchildren get married. So, oh, yeah, yeah, it was it's so good, <laughs> so good, and she's so good at, at describing the different places in and around Prague that I was like all dreamy that I was back there again. Yeah, yeah, yeah Prague's lovely. I've it been is. there since two thousand and one, actually. So. Okay, <laughs> read a book about Prague. So like. good. Seth Speaks by Jane Roberts. Yeah. So this is going to, you thought Celestine Prophecy was woo? Here we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's right up my alley. I'm a trans channeler. So yeah. um, this was my first experience with trans channeling. Uh, I read it when I was a teenager. It's, a, it's an old book. And um, it's funny because the, the way that they have the pictures now for it yeah. um, are much more appealing. I actually have the original oh. whoops copy there yeah. it's a little bit scary looking that face yeah. <laughs> but it's the story of um this woman um jane roberts it's not a story but jane roberts um she her and her husband were using a ouija board and a spirit came through and then started speaking through her and it freaked me out i was so scared but i was fascinated at the same time yeah. i wanted to know more so seth shares a lot of wisdom um but uh, I probably didn't take it in so much because I was a teenager at the time. But um, that's the first kind of exposure to trans channeling. So most people that are into that trans channeling world or like are interested in it right now, we know about Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks channels Abraham. Um, Seth was before Abraham. So I thought I would choose that one instead of an Esther Hicks one. Okay, so is Seth the person who was being channeled? So yeah, that's the spirit that's being yeah. channeled, yeah. Yep. So would you say that this is a good book for somebody interested in channeling or, or is this um, for just general people? Like, who, who general people? Yeah. yeah. As long, I mean, there's a certain sense of needing to be open to yeah. uh, the idea of trans channeling and trans channeling just being that you're allowing energy to speak through you. So, uh, you know, if that if that's something that you believe is possible, then you'd be more open to taking in the wisdom of it. But um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It's easy to read and it's yeah. a very interesting way to be open to it. It's very different in the world now and the, the cultural of, of all of this now, because I think this was the sixties or the seventies yeah. when this was put together. So yeah, yeah. It's very, very different experience now. People don't really use the Ouija boards and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anymore, so. I mean, some people do, but not for trans-channeling. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. Only Love is Real by Brian Weiss. Yeah, Weiss. Dr. Weiss. MD. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. He is a psychiatrist, and um, this book is the one that uh, follows the story of two of his patients. Um that he was doing past life regression therapy with yeah. ended up that they had past lives together and oh, nice. this the story of um they, they didn't know each other in in this lifetime and they just kept kind of crossing paths um and the story uh, the not the story but the um the session notes basically put together the book and yeah. it was really 
It was my first um, reading of past life regression as a therapy tool. And um, before I started fully focusing on intuitive work, this is what I did beforehand. I was a hypnotherapist. So that was the thing that triggered me to go study hypnotherapy, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, you you into hypno? Into, am I going to be hypnotized in the middle of this no. show? Like... I promise I won't. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, let's go to the next one. The power of intention by Wayne W. Dyer. Yeah, a fantastic read. Um, so in North America, I'm in North America, I'm in Canada. Yeah. So in North America on, on PBS, on the public broadcasting system, uh, whenever they were doing their membership pledges, he would always mm-hmm. go on there and do a whole big um, ta-da for, for them to help raise money. And he started speaking a lot about intentions. And then this book came out and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Just instead of goal setting, because goal setting never really jived with me. But this idea of setting intentions and using the emotion to um, kind of activate those intentions and then just the whole process that he went through in it, that was was a book that really changed the trajectory of my goal setting after that to the point that one of the people that he wrote the book with is from Toronto and I sought her out and made her my, I signed on with her to be, um, for her to coach me. And that was really that was really great work because we got even deeper into the book with that. Yeah, it's funny because I look up all the like all the authors to see if they got Twitter or Instagram accounts, and he's still got one, even though he's been dead for about five years. And I like to look at the details. Like, oh yeah, actually, <laughs> people are still they're like. Uh, so he's tweeting from beyond the grave. Which yeah, is, exactly uh, right. <laughs> Fun fact: we have the same birthday. Oh, okay. very different years. Yeah. <laughs> The Alchemist by uh, Paolo Coelho. Um, Paolo Coelho. He's yeah. from Brazil, so he speaks Portuguese. Yeah. Um, he, this book is kind of funny that it's on my list because mm. the first time I read it, I hated it. I, I, like, oh. I couldn't even finish it. Couldn't even finish it. Um, so that was about the same time that I read the Celestine Prophecy. Yeah. And I think I was still stuck in the energy of the Celestine Prophecy. But fast forward quite a few years later, we're having um, a, a dinner party with a bunch of friends and we were talking about what, what books um, had an impact on our spiritual journeys. And so it was divided straight down the table pretty much on half were Celestine Prophecy and half were Alchemist. So we challenged yeah. each other to w- read the other's favorite book and uh, see get, get back together and talk about it. Yeah. And uh, we all convinced each other of the, of the books and now it's one of those books that I when I need some inspiration I'll pick up and open to a random page and there's like uh, there's a quote there always that, that is so perfect for my timing and uh, I really feel like it's a book that's great for people who like to do inspirational memes there's like forever <laughs> list of yeah. things that you can make memes from <laughs> yeah 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 because it's like this book was mentioned on the first show I did uh, what first interview show I did, um, as the person who he recommended two other books by Paolo Gerda. And um, 
And I think it was The Alchemist was too hard for her to read. So yeah. why, why was it hard for you to read then? And um, Was it just a case of you have to power through it or was it that you need to be in the right place to read this book? I needed to mature a little bit more. Yeah. The first time I, I read it, I wasn't as well-traveled as I was the yeah. second time I read it. And I think there's an, there's an element of that um, because it's, it's set in Spain and it's set in Morocco. And um, I just, it just wasn't something that I resonated with at the time, but yeah. then later on after some travels, I resonated more. <laughs> so I think there's, there's a bit of that. Yeah, so it's a it's an interesting uh, experience thing more than anything. Isn't it? And the next one is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Mm -hmm. So why this book? This is a great mindset book. Um, yeah. So having a background in NLP and, and hypnosis, mindset work is, um, I, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah quite trained at it. So when I got this book, um, it was all the blind spots that I hadn't really seen for myself. It, it had a big impact in that. And I, I did make a big leap afterwards. It's all mm. about, it's talking about your upper limit. Like you only take yourself to a certain point and then you'll do something to sabotage and, and bring yourself back down a few notches. And I, I could see where those points were for me. So um, that, that helped me kind of break free from that and step into a, a bigger pond basically okay so like it's if you're well i suppose this is true for virtually everybody but if you're if there's some big thing that you're thinking about doing and you're not quite in that position this is a sign of book to push you forward is that the right sort yeah. of way of considering it yeah absolutely okay right And the next one is Sid Harter by Herman Hesse. Yes, yeah, so good. This one I read in high school. Oh, in okay. class. Yeah. So I uh, had taken a special program that, that took us, uh, I'm showing my age here. I was in high school when the Berlin Wall fell. <laughs> and <laughs> shortly yeah. afterwards, we had a big... Um, big trip to go visit the former Eastern Bloc countries and see yeah. what life was like for them there. That's where I was first exposed to Prague. And um, I don't know, I just, I loved, it was more experiential learning and I just wanted to keep on to that, that flavor. So I signed up when we came back, I signed up to take another English unit at that school. And it was all about finding yourself. It, that was the theme of the, of the course and this was one of the books that we read and this was my first exposure to hinduism and buddhism oh. which later when i went to university i ended up minoring in minor in religious studies with a yeah. focus on those two religions so it was um it was a path setter for me yeah really good book so is it non-fiction or is it fiction and what's <laughs> what's the gist of the book for us loose yeah loosely based on siddhartha's life um yeah. so he's the beginning of buddhism right so um so that that was obviously herman Hesse must have done a lot of research on that um I don't know how much of it is real. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like a really good story that way. You don't know how much is really real, but um, 
definitely key points in it were following his life. And it was it the the religious element, the light, that made his life interesting to you, or was it just the way it was written, or what kind of appealed to you about the book, or was it just you were in the right state of mind to accept that book at that point? He, it's his story, his life story of um, really going from a place of absolute privilege to yeah. then letting go of everything and ultimately finding enlightenment. Um, I found that to be really inspiring, especially as somebody who didn't quite fit what was expected of me. Yeah. And um, so I felt like a, a real connection with the, with the character. And then knowing that that was the potential for something big that would happen, you know, even centuries later, we still yeah. experience his wisdom. So yeah, that was, it was inspiring. Especially yeah. as a teenager. <laughs> I think yeah. I was 17 or something like that when I took it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. On to the next one. The Rose Code by Kate Quinn. So, why this book? <laughs> Another World War II historical fiction. <laughs> I couldn't just choose one. I couldn't just choose one. This was hard to come. I'm just going to say, as somebody who loves books so much, that it was hard to come up with the list. Um, so this one was, uh, I just found it so fascinating to hear this. It's a story about the code breakers at Bletchley Park. Yeah. And um, just amazingly written in such a way that kept me so captivated. I mean, Kate Quinn is an amazing, amazing writer. And um, I just, I don't know, I, that one was one that I wanted to read immediately afterwards to see what I missed along the way, because I felt like there was something and maybe I, I missed some points. And so even though it's a really thick book, I read it twice in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So is it so? Is it like a, a fictional account, or is it mm -hmm. historical? I mean, what what does it talk about? And what and what? Without giving the book away, what is the Rose Code? Yeah, the Rose Code was one of the codes that they. So they were breaking codes of the U, the German U boats, yeah. Yeah. and um, the this ultimate code that they had such a hard time breaking. Um, they they ended up breaking, which was called the Rose Code. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's loosely based on the story of the women of Bletchley Park that that yeah. worked on breaking the codes, and um, one of the I guess as a Canadian too, it was nice to see that there was a Canadian character in there. Yeah. Um, so you know, it was believed that she was uh, the girlfriend of Prince Philip, and you uh, know, there's all that yeah. story going on at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So it's loosely based loosely yeah okay and i've got a bonus book at the end so which is intuitive languages by this nicole uh metza person so Meltzer, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so why talk about your book <laughs> why, why did you write it um is it your first book or is it uh yeah, I Technically, it. I wrote another book, but we don't talk about that one. Oh, okay. um, so, <laughs> but if you look on Amazon, you'll see. Yeah. It. Um, <laughs> yeah so, intuitive languages is uh, I trans channeled it. 
there's yeah. a collective of energies that I trans channel called the Trilumini. And they are just the epitome of unconditional love energy. Yeah. And um, so we wrote this together. It was a weird, weird experience to write because they had to learn how to not only come in and speak through me, but type through me. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it took it took a while to complete it. Uh, basically, they want to present to people that everyone is intuitive, that you have access to it. It's really quite simple. And once you have the that in place, then you will always catch the messages as they're coming to you in any moment. So um, the, they wanted to make that practical. So their ultimate goal is to create a, basically a movement of unconditional love across the planet. So this is the first step is the intuitive languages. Okay, so... Well, obviously Probably the bluest on your list. Oh? <laughs> yes, but it's also very practical. Honestly, it's yeah. it's so. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, yep. obviously, you channeled all of this mm -hmm. stuff, but it sounds like it's a bit of a to-do, uh, yes. how-to book, I suppose. It is. It is. It is. It's yeah. a self-help book channeled from from yes an intuitive event. Is that kind of a good description yeah. of it? Yes, that's exactly it. It's um, there's just there's building blocks, and it's interesting because like my background is more logical. Like I started yeah. in research before I even went into any healthcare, and so that whole like using my my left brain tendencies yeah. um, helps them to construct it and be able to put it into really easy steps on building your language. So you start with your connection to environment, then you move into your connection with unconditional love. And then you move into the Claire families, which are the Claire's are your ways that you receive information. So um, it, you put it together and then it's just your starting point in being able to be in communication with the universe at any point in time. So it's, uh, it's easy simple and you can put it into practice right away and uh, it just it makes decision making so much quicker so what did you learn from this book then because they say it was channeled through you but what, what what things did you learn that you were surprised from what came out then there was um there was a couple of different clairs so uh, most people if they're um in conversation about Claire's they would know clairvoyancy or clairaudiency which is seeing or hearing um they had a couple of new terms they had uh, clairsomation so like when you start to feel things in your body yeah. you know like you get the goose goosebumps or something like yeah. that you know on your arm or um what else um then there was claircognizant i kind of had heard something about that before which is a knowing mm. and um uh, then clair emotion so, or clair emotive which is different than an empath. So mm -hmm. it, it's uh, getting the message through emotions. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. I, I never thought of that before. I just always thought you were just connecting with somebody. I didn't realize that it could actually be a message too. So um, so they took took us through that that process and uncovering those, um, those specific clairs were really quite interesting to hear some new terms. And um, 
And then also seeing how it all comes together. Cause I had no idea where they were going with it. Like yeah. start writing about the environment. I'm like, what, <laughs> what, is it, what does this have to do with anything? Yeah. So the whole process itself was really very fascinating and um, informative and stretched me as a control enthusiast, <laughs> really stretched me. <laughs> um, how did you cope with editing this book? Did you get the book edited or was it all like you were trying to preserve what came out? In that was a fun process. Actually, my yeah. editor has been on your show before. Oh. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Debbie Keevan is yeah. um, she she is the head honcho at Highlander Press. So that's yeah. who published the book. Yeah. And um she was beautiful with the whole process. She really kept with the integrity of it. Yeah. Um, and would be like in conversation, she'd be like, Okay, here are my suggestions take it back to them and see what they think you know yeah, we well, have this, yeah. this conversation it was good well it must have been a little bit weird to do kind of an editorial process with yeah. um, what would you describe them as like spirits or mm. like uh or is that a bit too on the wheel no, <laughs> energies like i think well the first time i experienced them um was actually i was on a cruise ship and yeah. they were like three beams of light that came down that that's how I saw them yeah. and then I heard a voice in my head saying who they were like introducing themselves as who they yeah. were and um it just kind of started from there but that's how that's how I've experienced them as like three beams of light hence the trilumini I guess maybe that's why yeah. <laughs> but that's the name that they gave themselves so yeah yeah, yeah. okay well, I think okay. well actually I'll ask you a question that I normally ask people on the Amazon portion might do a little bit more that we recorded but elsewhere which was a platform that rhymes with lube i'm not, probably not allowed to say it on if you had to pick one of these books um i'll probably exclude your last book because it's your book <laughs> if you had to give one of these books to people just like would there be one book you would give them and if if there's a like a, a thought process involved in selecting a book, what would that process be? So, like, it's you meet somebody and then you've got a selection of one of these, you've got all of these books available, as many copies as you want, and you can give them a copy of the book. So, which would be the copy of the book you would give them first? And if it's not clear, what would your thought process be in terms of selecting that book? Yeah, that's, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good question. I think well, I'll start with the thought process. I would look at where where they're at, like what it yeah. is that why are our paths crossed? And so what is it that they're experiencing right now? And then I'd say either the Celestine prophecy or the alchemist based on that. Mm. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> say Did you meet up again with the people who you challenged to read read the uh, Celestine prophecy? and you were reading The Alchemist, and did you did you come to a consensus as which was the, quote, better book? No, we, we, we realised in discussion about it that really it um, it depended on what you were what you were needing at the moment. Mm. So if you really need a story story, then Celestine Prophecy is the, is the best bet. Um, but if you're looking for those little hits of wisdom, yeah. Like, like short bites then the alchemist would be better so yeah but but very different settings right like and and what yeah. is your exposure right 
So where the alchemist is Spain and North Africa, then um, the Celestine prophecy is in Peru. So yeah, very different cultures. <laughs> and, and if you like, they the person who's you're possibly offering these books to has already read by those books and knows following into it. What what will be the next book you'll get? I'm not going to go. I'm not going to force you to go through all of them, but um, yeah. Next, <laughs> next one, um, the big leap. Or yeah, one? you know what? I think the power of intention actually. Oh, okay. I think everybody can use that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good book. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to conclude the Amazon live portion here, but don't wander off because I want to talk to you a bit for maybe a longer non-live portion that I put somewhere else. So thanks for all the people watching on uh, Amazon live. All right, so the end streaming and it's it's on there. Okay, so now we can talk no, slightly we less censored, but not, well, it's still on YouTube. Um. I'm very interested in the whole kind of spirit world and all the rest of it. Not, it's funny because I wouldn't say I'm that woo-woo at all, but I seem to end up having lots of conversations with woo-woo people because I find it very interesting. Um, it's interesting. Well, it is interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I normally ask people about what they do, but you kind of talked about a lot about what you do. But what was you were saying you were on a cruise ship when you were contacted by these spirits, rest of it. But yeah. was that the very first time that you kind of thought that you had an encounter with the spirit world or with no. um I don't know, like the, the non-conformist world, so to speak. Right what, right. what was the point where you were kind of first thought, um, oh yeah, this is I'm in, in touch with different stuff? Yeah. So as a kid, um, I used to have tea parties with my spirit guides. Oh. <laughs> like I said, only child. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah my, my mom would come into the room. Yeah. She'd be like, who are you talking to? <laughs> and I couldn't understand why she couldn't see them. But um, so there was that. Yeah. Uh, I've never been one for medium work, like talking to those who yeah. have crossed over that uh, that's not that's not my forte. I can do it, but it's not my forte. Um, I have trans-channeled a couple of other uh, spirits, entities, energies. I don't know how to describe them exactly because yeah. there's no real tangible, you know, <laughs> kind of thing to pull in. Um, but then the meditation. So I teach meditation and how to decipher um, yeah. messages through that. And that that I use more than anything, more than being in contact. It's more following the synchronicities, following the metaphors yeah. as I see them. So it's interesting that you said that you're not woo-woo because I find that I tend to be gravitating towards the people who are maybe a little bit more logical, but yeah. they have that like inner knowing and maybe second guess it. And then, um, I don't know, it's like a permission slip to embrace your intuitive side it doesn't make you you know in the other extreme and um i find that those are the people that are usually drawn to my programs and stuff so yeah mm. <laughs> you know logical people can be intuitive too <laughs> yeah well i mean um what do you do you honestly think they are like dead people so to speak or do you think it's more like they're spirits of the whole kind of universe sort of? Mm. 
They're, not, they're not, they're more entities that are around us rather right. than just person from the Tudor times who's trying to talk to you about like yeah, right. they're not, uh, when they were in the battlefield sort of thing. Right, right. I've experienced it all. <laughs> I've yeah. experienced, you know, people who have crossed over that, that, um, you know, will speak with me, but I've also experienced uh, seeing or sensing other energies that it feels like they're from somewhere else or they're from a different plane or yeah. um, maybe a different dimension. I don't know. I don't know the specifics of it, but I can, I can kind of pick up on that. I do believe we have spirit guides or some people yeah. call them angels that travel with us. Um, I do believe that. And, um, and then I do believe that you can talk with your higher self or your true self and really get a more bird's eye view of where you're headed in life. And yeah. I feel like that's very practical. And that aspect of ourselves is the part that never dies. Right. So, um, being able then to access any of the wisdom from the universe through them that can help us. Cause it, what is the point if it's not going to help you in this yeah. life? Right. It, it kind of, that's my guiding factor for all of it. Like it's gotta be practical. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. To long winded answer. Yes. I do believe that there's all of those different. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you've got all the options on the floor. I do. I do. Yes. Um, so, okay. So like you've written this, book that was channeled in and you do a lot of work um well what let, tell me what you do on a day-to-day -day basis then like what is your main thing because it sounds like you're kind of got your fingers in a lot of stuff in the intuitive world so to speak yeah what 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 would a normal well what i wouldn't say what a normal day would but what would your ideal day be and what would your normal day be i <laughs> I have a, a program, it's a membership program where I help people tap into their intuition yeah. and understand also the energies of the moon phases and how to ride out those energies. It's called flow. And so that's my main focus in my business. I do yeah. some one-to-one -one work as well. And, um, and I have a program that's based on the book Intuitive Languages as well. Yeah. That's my focus now. Um, I used to be a massage therapist and hypnotherapist. My hands got tired yeah. and COVID hit and it didn't make sense to go into the clinic anymore. Um, so I just said, it's time, time to like really fully be in the intuition and um, kind of step out with it. There's a lot of people in my life that were a little shocked by it because yeah. they had seen me more as the analytical person, the person yeah. who did research and um yeah that's okay i get to be fully me now <laughs> yeah so have you you've done past life um regression with, on people yeah. is that i when you're doing that you're hypnotizing them do they always have a past life do they have multiple past lives or i mean I'm just got, i don't know why i mean and I don't know how many of these you've done, but is it like you could always find a past life? Or there's some people, it's just their first life. And kind of it's, like, it's interesting. Um, so I haven't done them in practice. Yeah. practice with people. My husband is in uh, business with me, and he yeah. focuses on that. <clears throat> Sorry, I need some water. Um, and he's never found a point where they can't go back to multiple lives. Oh, okay. So, yeah, which is very cool. Uh, maybe, 
you're open to it more after you've had a few. I don't know what the yeah. answer would be to that. <laughs> you know, it's a possibility. Um, and also, he frames it in a way that kind of gets people off the hook if they're feeling a little nervous about the idea is that it can be your mind just finding a creative way, finding a story yeah. to deal with an issue. And yeah. that's okay too, as long as you're getting what you need, right? Um, yeah. So sometimes it's more of a fictional experience, possibly, right? Well, but still productive in as much as it's telling you something. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And hypnosis is different than a reading that way because you get to experience it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, as I say, I find it kind of, well, because I'm very much of, and I will get around, eventually get around to writing a book uh, about how I think that everybody's got a lot of this kind of, got this mentality that science and everything knows so much, there's so little to learn, but actually I think we're barely scratching the surface of what we can learn about anything. Like, especially in the modern world because it's like we just don't live long enough in one life to be able to learn even to scratch the surface of what's possible to know about yeah. um so I, I never want to preclude anything really if that makes sense yeah absolutely yeah so if people want to let's say they've been in like they, they've seen this they've read your book uh um, well, not really your book, but your, your spirit <laughs> entity book. And they want to find out more, or I want you to work with them to help them understand their intuition, intuition, and the rest of it. How how do they get in touch with you, and what sort of uh, like where, where can they talk to you? Yeah, NicoleMeltzer.com. Yeah. It's easy. And when you read the book, you can. There's a a download of a workbook that you can get from my website for free and um, and work through the lessons with it. Make it really practical. Use it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to end this broadcast and I keep forgetting to do, um, to create a little end show graphic, but I haven't got one. So I'm just going to say goodbye to everybody watching on YouTube. Thank and you. thanks so much for being the guest today, Nicole. Thank you.